Welcome to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We turn entrepreneurs into media celebrities, grow their authority, and help them build partnerships with top influencers. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around to the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily inspiration podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. And with us right now, we've got Michael Levitt. Michael, you are the chief burnout officer uh, with the Breakfast Leadership uh, Network, and you're found on the web at breakfastleadership.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to be with you today, Josh. Well, I'm glad we're talking about burnout because, Michael, as you know and I know, uh, there are a lot of folks, I would argue, this year more than any year in memory that are probably struggling with this issue right now. They, they normally love what they do. Uh, and I've got my own theories. Like, you know, I'm going to be very transparent about my <laughs> own experience with this. And, and maybe you can kind of help me out in real time. And then, uh, you know, love to find out more about, uh, again, what you do. But would you mind kind of starting off by kind of sharing a little bit more about what the Breakfast Leadership Network is and how that relates to uh, being a burnout expert? Absolutely. I launched the Breakfast Leadership Network several years ago because I saw a huge problem in society with burnout. And my initial thoughts in working with the organization and finding it was working with C-suite executives. And I found the only time you could get a hold of those people were first thing in the morning. So mm. before they get into the trenches and doing their yep. work. So came up with breakfast leadership to tie into the leadership component and breakfast as typically a morning-based meal. So And plus, I love that meal. So I figure if I'm going to name a company, I might as well have a name I like. So yeah. it's easy for me to remember. And the organization has four pillars. One, I do a ton of public speaking on burnout prevention. And in 2020, a lot of it on work, working from home burnout. And we're seeing a lot of cases of that also have my own show, The Breakfast Leadership Show, uh, that I've been doing for several years and interview amazing people. I interviewed you several years ago. It doesn't seem that long, but I look back and went, wow, that was a long time ago. Uh, uh, and then writing, uh, doing a lot of writing. I've got a new book coming out later this year, early next year. It really depends on timing of that, on burnout of all things. And then finally, you know, working with organizations and individuals to help them navigate through their burnout journey. So that's what the organization's about, and it's somewhat keeping me out of trouble. Yeah, yeah. So let's. So obviously, with twenty twenty, um, everyone's working from home. I, look, I can I can explain from. Let, let me share kind of my experience with this, and and uh, I'm sure it's not too uncommon. Normally, I'm able to break up my routine, and as uh, an Enneagram seven, for those who are familiar with the Enneagram, sevens typically really need their variety. Um, they, and, you know, if we get kind of in that hamster wheel a little bit too much, it's, you, you gotta, you know, I, I have to, I have to have that self-care. Like I, and my self-care is I need to go to a different environment for a short time. <laughs> I need to go in the woods, go hiking, go out running, you know, it's like, but I, I got to get away from the same four walls. And I, and if I don't do that, you know, I just get, I just get more exhausted earlier in the day. Um, things that I would normally be able to power through 
I, you know, it's like I just had uh, lunch um, with my wife and <laughs> I was saying, you know, I, I was just saying as little as possible because I'm like, I just need to decompress and not say anything right now, uh, especially doing what I do, you know, with uh, the podcast, you know, especially when you have work, like maybe like teachers and leaders and people that have to be on really on for long periods of time. Um, boy, that can, I think we just need to be realistic about our own limitations and, and that we're human. Michael, I know you have a lot of experience with this. I don't, I don't mean to kind of steal your thunder, but I know that that's a lot of what I've been experiencing. So this year, like normally I would have been to, you know, between March and now when we're recording this, I would have been to three additional conferences at a minimum. I would have broken it up. I would have had myself a good seven to 10 day summer vacation. Didn't have that. Um, and it's, it's impacting me. You're not alone. And a lot of people, including myself, are feeling it. Um, yeah, I would have been at several conferences speaking at them and attending them myself yep. and gone on vacations and and done all the things that we normally do. I even just think back to 2019 and the number of trips that I took that year towards, and then you look at 2020, where I had a trip in mid-March uh, just prior to uh, the pandemic really going full tilt and haven't been anywhere since. So mm-hmm. it's our rhythm is thrown out. Uh, you know, our mm-hmm. normal way of doing things is not here right now. And we are getting tired of our own four walls. And for those that are working from home, their work and their home is the same place. And for many of us, that that is normally the case where we work from our own home or our home office, even those people are feeling it because there hasn't been the typical escape and go somewhere and do things because we've been in a lockdown and then just kind of keeping our physical distancing and not, not everything is open as much. So you're not alone with those things and it, it does take a toll. So what I tell people to do is to focus on the things that they can do. And I know there's a ton of things right now that we still can't, but focus on the things you can do and book those into your calendar. And when you do that, at least you've got some, you know, changes some of the things that are on your schedule. So it's not the same thing day after day after day after day, because after a while, and I joke with people all the time, I'll say, I have no idea what date is. So I just say happy day to people because I don't know if it's a Wednesday or a Thursday or a Tuesday <laughs> often, unless I specifically look at my calendar, which I do every day, because if I had to choose between oxygen and my calendar, I would probably choose the, the oxygen, of course, but I'd really need that calendar because without it, I wouldn't know where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. So, um, Michael, tell me about the practical work that you're like, how are you addressing this issue? What I'm doing a lot of right now is speaking at conferences in front of a lot of different stakeholders. Organizations have been bringing me in to talk to their employees Mm -hmm. and then also at conferences to talk about what burnout is, what are the signs that you can look for, because even in my own burnout journey from 11 years ago, I was unaware that I was burned out. Everyone else around me knew that I was, but I, I was the last person to realize it because I didn't know what the signs were of it. I certainly do now. And it, so it helps to show people these are some of the warning signs to look out for if you are really stressed or burned out. And then give them the techniques to implement some things right away. 
A lot of people think, oh, it's going to take me years to get over the burnout. It's actually not true. You can actually mm -hmm. get back to a more even-keeled state in a shorter period of time than you think. The key work, though, is after you get back to a state where you're feeling better, you're sleeping well, you're eating better, and you just feel better about yourself, yeah. is to start doing the work of figuring out why did you burn out in the first place? What hmm. were the ingredients? What were the behaviors, the thoughts, the beliefs, all of those things that led into it? Because I hear time and time again, people that have burned out say that they've been burned out a few times in their life. I've been burned out once in my life and it nearly mm. cost me my life and I don't ever want to approach that yeah. again. So mm. that's why the work of digging and figuring out why did I burn out in the first place is a, a key step in preventing it from ever happening again. So if you and I were chatting and, um, you know, and, and you and I came to you and I said, you know, Michael, I'm just, I'm just not at my normal level. Like what questions would you ask me? I'd ask you, how is your sleep for first and foremost? And what, yeah. you know, what's your sleep pattern? And you know, what is your sleep environment like? You know, mm -hmm. do you have your smartphone in there? Do you have a television in there? How's the lighting? What's the room temperature like? Do you toss mm -hmm. and turn all night or do you get a decent amount of sleep? And that's crucial because yeah, we do so much damage to our bodies on a daily basis and we can be the healthiest specimen on the planet and eat the right foods and get the right amount of activity and and all of those things. But if we don't get restful sleep, mm -hmm. the damage that we face every day will get piled up on tomorrow's damage. And then it gets piled up on the next day's damage. And the next thing you know, you start having more physical and mental challenges, which then prolong the stress that you have. And prolonged stress leads to burnout. And it can have some really nasty effects if you don't address it. One app that, uh, or one one thing that I just started using, so this is an Aura Ring, um, Apple just announced with their Apple Watch sleep tracker uh, uh, built into the Apple Watch. I'm really excited um, for more people to start tracking and monitoring their sleep because I think that's going to provide a lot of insights as to, hmm, when I do this, this is what happens to my sleep quality and my readiness. So in the Aura app, it'll actually, so it's almost, so it's kind of gamifying it for me now, which is psychologically, this is really cool. So, you know, you learn things like, you know, if you, uh, you know, if it's Friday, Saturday night, and I have an adult beverage, there's a consequence to that. That's absolutely good. Look, it's fun, but it's going to impact my sleep in a negative way. Uh, you know, and also, uh, I've also been experimenting with, uh, you know, the access to light uh, mm -hmm. in the hours leading up to sleep as well. And so if, you know, if it's nighttime outside and I'm in front of lights, you know, indoors or like I'm wearing my yellow tinted glasses, if it's nighttime outside, I don't want my brain to think, oh, you're getting daylight colors. Let's stay up, Josh. <laughs> Because if that happens, guarantee I'm not falling asleep till after midnight. I love the technology, and I'm a huge fan of, one, the gamification of it, but also the tracking capabilities, because I'm a big fan of journaling, not just mm. for how your day went, which is important, because then you can look back over time to see, okay, am I seeing a theme here? 
but also mm. food journal and energy journal. Yeah. Because what happens is if you realize, okay, I, have, I don't feel good today. Okay, what did I eat yesterday? What did I consume yesterday? Not just from a food standpoint, but from an energy and from watching television or conversations with people. If you if you notice, like, okay, I'm kind of drained today. It's like, what did you? What happened yesterday? And you look back and you go, I had that argument with a coworker, or mm. I watched that negative news story on this yeah. that reminded me of something that happened to me when I was a kid. All of these things play a factor in what we do. So getting more in tune with what's going on with us from a, a physical and a mental standpoint is crucial. So I commend Apple and all the other device makers that are making these things so we can, I don't want to call it biohacking per se, right. but it's a lot like that where you're getting more in tune with who and what you are and, and you'll be able to monitor it and go, okay, I feel amazing today. What were the ingredients? Okay, I need to replicate that. And if you can, and you have another day like that, another day that, then all of a sudden you start thinking, all right, now I know this is the combination that's working for me right now. It's keeping my stress levels low. I'm more upbeat. I have better clarity than I ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, life is just amazing. Even in a pandemic, I'm like, okay, what's going on? What am I doing here? And and then you realize, okay, I like this feeling. And you you get addicted to it. You get addicted to feeling good. And when you can do that, it has such a huge ripple effect in a positive way because you're able to do life in a much better state than what was happening before. So again, I'm, I'm thrilled that Apple and Fitbit and all these other device makers yep. are doing this work because ultimately we're going to be able to catch things before that's it happen. Right. And right. Prevent clogged arteries. Hello. That's what mm. got me. If I can, if I could have prevented that, we probably wouldn't be talking today because I don't think I'd be working in this space, but it was a tragedy that happened to me. I survived it, moved on from it, learned from it and decided, okay, I need to be able to share what I learned with others to help them prevent having a catastrophe in their life. You know, I would imagine again, most people, you know, everyone's going to be a little bit different, you know, and, and, you know, to some that's going to be more critical than others, but I wonder about the, just how important and, and critical it is that we have non-work, maybe passion projects or things that we really enjoy doing. If it's woodworking or walking or gardening or whatever that thing is, you know, how important that is to us. It's amazingly important. And one of the exercises I have people do is on their calendar, and I use a digital calendar, but you can use a paper one as well, is start scheduling those things that you enjoy, that bring yeah. you joy and fulfillment, whether it's walking, gardening, going for a bike ride, going to your favorite coffee shop, going to lunch with your friend, whatever the case may be. Schedule those and don't cancel them. Treat them as if they're the most important meeting you've ever had with your boss because the boss of your life is you. Mm. Don't do it. And schedule those first. Oftentimes, we schedule all of our work first, and then we go, okay, where can I squeeze in that 10 minutes of yoga? Totally. totally. You know, okay. It's 6, 17 p.m. on a Thursday. Well, that may or may not work with your schedule based on other things that are going on. Schedule the self-care first. Wow. And when you do that, work, don't worry, work will find a way to be found in, in the calendar. Yeah. 
<laughs> it always seems to have, have yeah. a way, doesn't it? <laughs> but, but, but for me, and this ties into the journaling and looking back at things on my calendar, again, you can do this on a paper one or a digital one, is the self-care, I color that with my favorite color, which happens to be blue. Mm. So that way I can look back at last week or the last month or the last quarter, and if I don't see a lot of blue, that's a problem, and mm. I need to adjust it. And I, this is an ongoing thing for me. Even with my schedule and speaking and all the events that I've been doing, I look ahead at my calendar and go, okay, what's next month look like? And if yeah. I see, it's like, ooh, I see a lot of the other colors, but not enough of the blue. Okay, where this kind of goes against what I just said, but I, I start adding more blue to the mix. And, mm -hmm. and, and the beautiful thing about doing that is it, it helps me control how my week goes. And I have themes for every day of the week. So I know on Mondays, for example, I do research on speaking engagements, Tuesdays, intro calls, and maybe if I'm on podcast shows, Wednesdays are the days I typically record on my show or get on other shows. Thursdays and Fridays, well in advance, I block off. But I, I will put things in those days if something comes up that is important to me. And it's got to be important to me and, and beneficial, whether it's speaking engagements or opportunities or, you know, sometimes podcast shows, those are the only days they record. I can do that. But having that autonomy on being able to control your schedule, even for those that in our nine to five type of environment and they're working for somebody else, you can still do that. You just have to, you know, play with the time that you have and make sure you take care of yourself in the best way possible and you focus on your self-care. When you do that, it just makes life so much more rich and full and, and healthier, quite frankly. Yeah. You've got, Michael, you've got several books um, that, that you've uh, written, uh, or at least I'm on your website. So um, there's Burnout, which we've been talking about, Avoid Chaos, uh, Preemptive Strike Leadership, and then um, is your newest one, 369 Days, How to Survive a Year of Worst Case Scenarios? That was actually the older one that came oh, out. Oh, okay. I did years in reverse order. <laughs> yep, that's all right. Now, that, that, that chronicles my burnout journey and, yeah. and why I do the work that I'm doing. I do have a new book that's coming out uh, that's more robust than the last burnout book that I did. That's going to come out either by the end of this fall or very beginning of 2021. Yeah. It was ready a while ago, and then the pandemic hit, and I had to go back, and I said, this book needs a working from home chapter mm -hmm. in it because mm -hmm. that's a big challenge that people are facing right now with burnout and how to establish boundaries, how to communicate with your boss, how to right. communicate with your family in, in, in a way that everyone can be kind of meeting halfway. And even during a pandemic, it, it can be done. And it's just a case of, as I'm seeing, you know, the cases are, are going through the roof as far as uh, burnout is concerned. And I, I, I joke, you know, sometimes I think we have a pandemic within a pandemic with the <laughs> numbers that we're seeing. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's alarming and it, I, it's not sustainable for people and it's not, yeah. it's not a good situation. Yeah, right, right. So, Michael, on someone who's been listening to our conversation and like, oh, I need help. Where, where would be the, you know, and again, they're struggling with burnout right now. Where, mm -hmm. where would you direct them to? Oh, I definitely go to my website, breakfastleadership.com. And at the bottom, there's a place where you can fill out some information and send me an email or even Michael at breakfastleadership.com. Email me and just, you know, share a little bit of what's going on and I'll jump on a call, no obligation, or chat about your situation, see, you know, what, what I can help you with uh, and, and give you some pointers on what you can do right now 
to make it easier on you. And then, of course, if they want to do ongoing work or uh, some additional things, then we can have that conversation. But breakfastleadership.com or michael at breakfastleadership.com is the best way to find me. Yeah. And of course, you know, listening to this podcast right now, you could just search for the Breakfast Leadership Show podcast. Uh, there's your smiling face right there. Yep. <laughs> so yep. yeah, go go subscribe right now, Breakfast Leadership Show. Uh, Michael Levitt again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, your, your website, uh, of course, is breakfastleadership.com. Thank you so much for all the great advice. Thanks so much, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.